What's Hoppin' in Texas? Thank you for mm-hmm. joining us today. And we are in the heart of Farmer's Branch. Mm-hmm. We are over here at Cedar Creek Brew House. I'm your host, Abel, and I'm with Jane and Vincent. Hello, y'all. And today we have Jeff Dietzman. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, yeah, good. Happy well, to have you here. Well, hey, thanks thank for having you. us. Yeah, yeah, so excited. Yeah. So is it's Cedar Creek Brewing and Eatery. Right, brew house. Cedar brew, Creek house brew house and eater. There it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> I saw the stickers. I was like, wait, wait. There's more. But, That's okay. on his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> too. Yeah, it's everywhere. Put it on the glasses on that sign <laughs> yeah. there. It's that on the elevator. Smart. smart yeah. I wonder if other people it. do that. Stickers on the back of trucks out back. <laughs> yeah, and then you can find it. <laughs> so, what do you do around here? So, I'm I'm one of the co-owners. I've got two nice. other business partners, Lance Bodwell and Jim Elliott. Awesome. Uh, Jim owns uh, the original Cedar Creek Brewery down in Seven Points, Texas. Yeah. Okay. And then Lance and I came from our previous restaurant, Luck in Trinity Groves. Yeah. We used to date there all the time. Yeah. I love, love that. Luck. I love going yeah, there. Love so luck. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it's bittersweet. We had to close, but we closed in January of 2020, which seems real smart now. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. It's, yeah. We didn't have to go through layoffs and furloughs and right. and all those things. <laughs> Draft so, issues. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah. And. This this location, Cedar Creek uh, Farmers Branch, was supposed to open in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little delayed from construction, and we were going to push that to May. And of course, pandemic hit, and we just pressed pause. Yeah. yeah. And about a year later, we start working again. So. Nice. That's probably go. smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. It looks like this is up and coming around. Yeah, here. it's a nice area. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. This was we signed our lease uh, June 11th, 2018. Wow. Opened June 1st, 2021. Wow. So it's wow. a long time coming. Yeah. yeah this used to just be a dirt field. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. It's wild. I really like okay. the art. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. All over the so, ladder with the, uh, ear? To the ear. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> that one's called uh, "Step Into My Thoughts." I think. Oh. There we go. Uh, I like climb it. into my thoughts or something like that. So all the art on the wall. We did the same thing at Luck. Um, you know, we like to support local, right? Yeah. And, right. And so we reach out to the local art community and say, "Hey, you know, we want some cool, funky pieces for our wall, but mm-hmm. we also want to be a free art studio." For everyone in the neighborhood, oh, so bring us your art. Nice. We'll hang it on our wall. We mm-hmm. get cool, free, funky art for the wall, yeah. and they get a place to showcase their work for free. Uh-huh. Um, awesome. And we put all the contact information underneath each piece, and then people can contact them, reach them out on Instagram, whatever, follow them. Cool. And uh, that's cool. I like that a lot. And then yeah. that way they sell a piece, and they sell a piece that's great for them. Um, and then the only agreement they have is they have to make another piece to take its place. Got so you have this nice rotating artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got some other artists that are involved. We got lots of walls. We got That's lots cool. of wall space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, people get to come in, bring their families, girlfriends, boyfriends. Like, hey, come see my arts hanging at this restaurant. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah, it's like I said, that's we're just a free art studio for local That's artists. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. No rhyme or reason to it. You know, just it has to be cool and funky. And uh, yeah, so far so good. We've sold two pieces already for it's cool. nice. Yeah. yeah. I keep staring at the Dallas skyline behind you. I don't know if you've seen it. looks like Legos. <laughs> oh, no, almost. I do love it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, everything he does is acrylic and it's like a dot on a dot on a dot on a dot. So, so awesome. there's like five layers of darts Dang. of dots so cool. to make each dot that makes up. So that as you get closer, it gets blurry and then get further away. It comes into focus. Oh, so cool. that's cool. So yeah. I might have to buy you a piece of art today. Awesome. Here. Okay. There yeah. you go. <laughs> might be leaving with another one. <laughs> All awesome. right. So we're going to hop right into it. Uh, when and how did you get into craft beer? Um, so I tell everybody I didn't drink beer in high school or college. Mm-hmm. I was a whiskey guy because there we go. Uh, you know, beer, 
that I had available to me was your Natty Ice, you know, mm-hmm. Bud Light if you were lucky, <laughs> the you know. Good stuff. Right. And so it just didn't taste very good. And so yeah. why was I going to drink something if it didn't taste good? Right. Mm-hmm. I like the way bourbon tasted. And so I would just, you know, play around in the bourbon realm. And nice. Um, my little brother went over to Germany in 2006, study abroad, and he brought back some really good German beer. And that mm. was my first experience with good beer oh yeah there we go and i was like oh it turns out i like beer i just like beer that tastes good (laughs) and so i got really into doppelbox and 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 stouts and boozy things like that because it kind of reminded me of whiskey right Mm -hmm. you know barrel aged stuff yeah so i started i started dark and uh that's hard to tailgate with yeah Um, (laughs) yeah. sometimes setting up at seven in the morning so i started i started getting a little bit lighter and 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 branching into to marzins and and things like that and um, you know, like everybody else, you, you start getting into hops, right? So mm-hmm. like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is probably the first hoppy beer that I started appreciating. And then mm-hmm. um, I went to culinary school and graduated from the culinary school of Fort Worth in 2010. Yeah. And I was teaching cooking classes at the Central Market in Fort Worth. And at the time, everyone was uh, pairing their their menus with wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and They'd go downstairs <laughs> and they would get a bunch of wine from the wine section that come up and they would pair a you know, three course meal or whatever. Um, it was kind of like, uh, I would do an, in- an instruction of how to, how to prepare the each dish. And then behind me, I had assistants that were making individual tasting portions. Uh-huh. So then the plates would come out and you'd get a tasting portion of what I just, uh, had demoed and then you'd pair it with wine. Well, here I was, I had this newfound love for beer, you know, craft beer was just starting to be a thing here locally. And I was making friends with some of the local brewers um, and brewery owners. And so I used my connections at central market to reach out to some of those guys and get them into central market, nice. um, to pair with my, uh, to, with my different courses. That's so awesome. I paired all local craft beer with all my courses. And then it's a win-win. I got to drink beer with my beer friends there we and, go. and, you know, show off the few culinary schools I just learned in school and they got to be in central market. So like one of the first classes I did was with Martin house and they weren't even, open to the public yet and mm-hmm. wow. I, you know, I was i was sitting in their their office which is just i mean it's so tiny now compared to their expansion it's, right sitting in a beanbag chair with those guys <laughs> adam and cody and um and the uh, i mean it was just it's surreal now to think about it but um yeah david adam cody and i were sitting around going hey um you guys want to sell beer to central market and then we'll pour it in a class and you guys come talk about the brewery and they're like, I don't even think we can legally do that. We got to check with TBC. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't to that point yet, but uh, so it's fun. So, I mean, I got to meet all of the local brewery owners mm-hmm. and brewers with my connections to central market and, and get them in and feature them. You know, every time I taught a cooking class, I'd feature another brewery. That's and fun. so I got to really know those guys and work together with them. Uh, you know, even before we opened luck. Right. And so that's, that's where I met, um, my other business partner, Ned Steele, um, working at Central Market. Mm. Um, him and I both were um, volunteers in the cooking school before. I went, and I did it for so many years. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I want to, you know, I feel like I can do this myself. I want to teach my own classes. And they, I think they thought they were calling my bluff. They said, well, go to culinary school. And if you graduate, then you can te- we'll hire you to teach classes. And so I went to culinary school at Fort Worth at night. Um, for a year and a half and graduated, wow. started teaching classes. And that's Ned and I had come up with the idea for Luck being a restaurant that just 
showcases local craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so fast forward, we partnered with my, my cousin, Daniel Pittman, and he was our executive chef. And the three of us had never opened a restaurant before. And I was saying, I know we're opening a restaurant and we've got 40 <laughs> beers on tap and everything's brewed within a 75 mile radius of the restaurant. And everyone says, you're crazy. You never get away with that. Um, you know, craft beer, it's not a real thing. You, you got to carry your domestics and everything. You won't wow. make it. And you know, we had a pretty good run for six and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we, uh, we went there a bunch. <laughs> oh yeah. We were, we were open when we opened, there were nine breweries mm-hmm. in North Texas. We had 40 taps and mm-hmm. that, and people said, why'd you, why'd you choose 40 taps? And we mm-hmm. said, well, maybe one day there'll be 20 breweries in North Texas and we'll dedicate two taps to each brewery. And it'll be this beautiful utopia. <laughs> yeah. And fast forward, there's like yes. 87. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just opened one, right? So, yeah. yeah. There you go. So how did the original Cedar Creek come to be? And why did somebody pick seven points for the location? Um, so Jim Elliott, uh, who owns Cedar Creek Brewery, mm-hmm. He actually, um, forgive me, Jim, I th- it was either Walgreens or CVS that he worked for in the corporate world um, for years. And he would scout out new locations. He would see the construction, the build out, and he kind of got tired of the corporate world and wanted to do something different. So he mm-hmm. actually um, came and taught here in Farmer's Branch High School. Mm-hmm. He taught oh, wow. like an entrepreneur business type class uh, at Turner here, R.L. Turner. And taught here for like 20 something years and then retired. And, you know, he had retired and um, he was a home brewer and he had moved down to Kemp, Texas and kind of bought a farm down there, you know, just the slower life. But he was a home brewer and how a lot of breweries start or used to start. They, uh, you know, you become a home brewer and then you rent a small warehouse space and you a little bit bigger system and you try to sell mm-hmm. a few beers or at the time like you know ten dollar glasses and three tokens kind of right. deal yeah and so he just grew it grew it grew it and then uh they kind of overgrew their uh building in kemp and so they moved to seven points just down the street okay. Uh, okay. named it cedar creek because of cedar creek lake and so they're less than a mile from the water oh wow. yeah nice um, and they've got a beautiful beer garden down there that he's got that he can enclose in the winter and fans um you know so a lot of shaded area outside Nice seating area inside. They built a little cafe there where they do burgers and dogs and pizzas and stuff like that. And um, Jim wanted to, his beer was would sell really well in South Texas, East Texas. He was in Oklahoma. He was in Louisiana. He was in Georgia. But he really couldn't get into North Texas. We were buying a lot from Luck um, because he fell into our 75-mile radius that we carried. Yeah. Um, but it was hard to find Cedar Creek. Um, some of that was because of his... Uh, distribution partner at the time will mm-hmm. go remain nameless <laughs> I don't need any slander lawsuits <laughs> um so he, he approached us years ago five six years ago and said hey if you guys ever want to do something besides luck um you know what do you think about a brew pub you know you guys handle the front of the house back of the house side of it i handle the brew house side of it we partner together and we didn't know what luck was going to be or what Trinity Groves was going to be. So we kind of put it in the back of our mind said, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's, that sounds like something you like to do. He makes great beer. He's a great guy. And so maybe one day we find the right, right location, the right investors, those kind of things, then, you know, we'll make it happen. And so fast forward, like I don't know, five, six years later, we, we finally did it. So, yeah. Nice. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, um, with that said, that's cool. I didn't know a lot about of that. Uh, what was behind the decision to open up a second location? And uh, is McKinney location still in the works? I heard some yeah, buzz about so that. So the original 
So Jim came to said, let's, let's get my brand in North Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get mm-hmm. some signs out and people are drive by and they'll see the Cedar Creek name. Yeah. And then you know, maybe they go, he was packaging at the time, mm-hmm. you know, that way they go to the grocery store and they see a can of Dankasaurus. They yes. recognize that. <laughs> and so like, okay, you know, let's, that's the plan. Um, originally I was approached by a friend of a friend that lived in Craig ranch in McKinney mm-hmm. oh, okay. and, and nice they area. said, they yeah. said, Hey, it's a really nice area, but there's nothing for good made from scratch food, non-chain kind of stuff. There's no place to grab, you know, good beer. There's no brewery, uh, nearby and you get tups wasn't even open at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, they're probably the closest, uh, mm-hmm. nowadays, but there's, mm-hmm. there's just nothing there. And the people that live in Craig ranch, they kind of like their their community there and they don't necessarily want to go to the colony or they don't want to go mm-hmm. to downtown McKinney right. on the square or anything else like that. And so they just wanted something for their own. And so we went through all sorts of iterations. Um, of, wow. I mean, we, we handed out beer at the local country club there and got guys that wanted to invest. And we put together this, um, you know, put together this investment package and we were almost there money wise and something would fall through, you know, oh. the deal would kind of fall through and then we'd work with a developer there and they were going to, throw in some extra uh, tenant improvement TI money dollars. And then we'd get some more guys that went around just investing and it would kind of fall through oh, again. And, and so it was just a, just a start, stop, start, stop yeah. for like the last five, six years. Yeah. And we actually signed that lease in 2017. Oh, wow. Goodness. Maybe early 2018. Mm-hmm. We actually signed the farmer's branch lease second. Yeah. Um, but we were able to open farmer's branch just based on construction schedule and where the developer was. Uh, so the McKinney store and the Craig ranch store was supposed to open first and we were supposed to open farmer's ranch second. And then we went to, okay, well we'll open in March of 2020 in farmer's branch. And then mm-hmm. we'll open by the end of the year, 2020 in Craig ranch. Well, yeah. Global pandemics and things. <laughs> and so everything got put on hold just about a year. So, open June of this year here in Farmer's Branch and then hope to open maybe by the end of the year in Craig Ranch. So for a second location or a third location, if you will. <laughs> gotcha. There yeah, now, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, you mentioned here, uh, you know, this was, it used to be a dirt field. What, what made you pick this as a, a location here for the second location? Uh, was there other spots in mind or was this always the one for so this location? The, the developer, Western Securities, uh, had hired uh, Elise Minkus uh, as their realtor mm. and kind of like mm, talent scout, if you will. Okay. We knew her from our Trinity Groves days. Okay. Um, and so we had dealt with her when she was the realtor at Trinity Groves. And, you know, she would check in on us at Luck and see how we were doing. And, and you know, we told her about the, the brew pub project we were working on with Cedar Creek. And so she kind of had that in the back of her mind. And so when they started working on this development here in Farmer's Branch, they kept telling her, we want a brew pub, we want a brew pub. And uh, Elise came to us and said, hey, I might have a developer wants to hmm. put a brew pub in. And, oh, how cool. Yeah. Um, we said, well, that sounds great. I don't know anything about Farmer's Branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably been through it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'd been hanging out. I, you know, I'd hung out at Three Nations when they were here in Farmer's Branch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I knew Gavin and John and... That's all I knew, you know, mm-hmm, and right. uh, so I started kind of looking into Farmer's Branch and, you know, Jim taught school here for 20 years. So that kind of made sense. Mm. It was kind of like his homecoming coming back. Oh, yeah, and, cool. <laughs> um, you know, Elise was involved in the project. We really love her and trust mm-hmm. her. And so, um, you know, to be honest, she um, she pretty much structured the whole deal for us. So, oh, wow. I mean, she nice. 
She got the city to throw in economic grant money. She got the developer to throw in a lot of tenant improvement money. And then the, the closing deal, she invited um, the, the guys that owned the development company uh, to lunch at Luck. And, you know, we were still trying to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars in investment to be able to build the place out. Yeah. And she just sprung it on them after they had a nice lunch. Um, why don't you guys just invest with them so they don't have to go out, you know, uh, and knock on doors or pound the pavement or anything. Wow. You, know, you guys believe in this project. Why don't you just personally invest the rest of the money? Oh, and wow. so she put them on the spot and they agreed. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> good call. Must have been a good lunch. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was it. I mean, we credit Elise for putting the deal together. And so, you know, when, when somebody comes to you and they believe in what your, what your vision is and, and they're willing to invest personally, mm-hmm. uh, plus their business investments, and then the city gets involved and, you know, I mean, the city of Farmers Branch has been just completely supportive and awesome. I mean, That's I, I was awesome. I was sitting on yeah. my couch and got a call from the deputy city manager John Land, and he was like, "Hey, we got some of the the CARES Act money. Um, how's fifty thousand dollars sound? You know, what can wow. we what can we help you wow. with? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And, yeah. And you know, we're like, well, you know, whenever we get open, it's with COVID, like people feel more comfortable eating outside, and so. And we could use that to help, you know, build our, our outdoor tables and, and to buy heaters for when it's cold and mm-hmm. misters for when it's you yeah. know, hot and just make the outdoor space more. Better. So the city even threw in additional money um, from what they got from the from the federal government. Wow. Nice. And nice. I mean, I didn't even have to ask for it. I mean, I was sitting on my couch and, <laughs> <laughs> and get a phone call like, hey, we would like to give you $50,000. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, to. I mean, that's that's the kind of feel you get here from the city. I mean, that's, awesome. that's cool. City management, city council. Um, the mayor lives like 93 steps oh, wow. north. Um, that's crazy. He, uh, we had a chili cook off here in the parking lot last February, and he was the uh, one of our guest judges. Oh, oh there wow. we go. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he told me, he was like, hey, you know, if I get a couple beers in me and get a little disoriented, just point me north and tell me count to 93 and I'll get home. So, so, you know, he's, he's a young guy. He's our age. He just got reelected. Like he grew up in farmer's branch. He was like, nothing's ever been cool in farmer's branch. It's my hometown. I want there to be something cool. And so he challenged the city council uh, to start working on this development with our development partner um, to put something cool in farmer's branch. So this is kind of his vision and we've got his support. I mean, he he comes in here all the time, brings people in, comes in for happy hour, stops in for dinner, that kind of thing. And so, you know, we loved our time in Dallas, but you don't get that kind of support in Dallas. You know, I mean, when we closed down luck, the mayor of Dallas didn't call me and say, you know, Hey, was there something we could have done? Is there anything we could have done to make this happen? You know, you know, what, what could we have done differently for other small businesses in the future? Like, no, we didn't get any of those phone calls. Wow, yeah. But here yeah. in Farmer's Branch, I mean, they're just, you just see people that work from the city in here all the time. They're excited wow. about it. They post on their own social media pages and personal social media pages. Just like Farmer's Branch really cares about their small businesses and embraces them. And that's, it's just nice to be around. Yeah, so now you big. just need to hire. Now we just need to hire. <laughs> this is a now hiring ad. Yeah, yeah. Back of the house, front of the house, whatever you're in. Challenge the city yeah. council to get you guys. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. they have to have. I think we've hired every single members. person that's walked in the door asking for a job. Like they yeah. might not have hired them for the exact job that they wanted, but yeah. like if you want to work, we will put you to work. Yeah, there we'll we go. find something. Yeah. I wanted to touch base on that. Um, you know the. The, how great Farmers Branch works with the small businesses because we've heard that from another brewery, Odd Muse. Odd Muse as well yeah. built all their front, outdoor. their outdoor. Like came to them and that and was, did it all. That and, was the so. exact same 
same guy, John Land. Yeah. So nice. John called Bobby and Charles, said, hey, we got money. What can we do? And they're like, yeah. well, we don't have any outdoor seating. And he's like, right. what if we build you outdoor seating? That's awesome. And they were like, that's fine. And they send a contractor with furniture they and equipment. And yeah. the, the city built everything for them. That's so, wild. And Definitely. then had, you know, the right zoning people look the wrong way or the right way <laughs> or squint or whatever and so i mean i mean so mayor rob um he had his when he got reelected here recently he had his re-election like celebration party at odd news nice oh uh, how cool oh, and awesome. so i mean what other mayor has his election party at the local brewery oh, no, you know i, I mean it's, vote for that mayor like, that's so. the guy that i would vote for like we're gonna raise your taxes but all of the parties are at the local breweries oh, yeah. and we're gonna support all local breweries i'm like I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> so you kind of not answered- that he's raising taxes. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's clear the air there. Not that kind of ad. You kind of t- touched on the next question, but it sounds like food was always the intention here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, um, Lance has a 30-year. Uh, my partner Lance Bodwell has a 30-year background and. Uh, building restaurants, running restaurants, um, building hotels, running hotels. And so food's nice. always been his background. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, food was my passion even before beer was my passion. Wow. You know, it's one of the reasons it drove me to Central Market and to culinary school and things mm-hmm. like that. And then it was my natural, like, you know, falling in love with craft beer and then pairing those two. And so just like luck, it's always supposed to have been just a, a, a 50-50 kind of combination of, right. of food and beer, right? And even years ago, I would get called by local publications you know hey what's going on with craft beer you know what do you see from your perspective and to me in retrospect i wish that luck would have had a small one barrel system that we would have brewed a couple house beers you know Mm -hmm. four or five house beers that we could have rotated through because you know that's that's what excites people like me is to try a new beer Mm -hmm. right and you go to a brewery that does a one-off beer that they might only brew one time and man that sounds really good i want to go try that and we, we didn't have that ability. Um, you know, we would try to carry special stuff that, you know, breweries around town would do small releases of. But mm-hmm. over time, you know, just like your your uh, your pint nights, you know, get a little played out. You know, you can you can tap a keg of bourbon barrel temptress, but, you know, it's that doesn't get the play that it used to. You know, mm-hmm. it yeah. used to be one or two places would have it in town and you would flock to those places. And now, you know, I mean, good for Lakewood. They've they've expanded enough but now everybody can get a keg if they want one right and so that doesn't drive customers in the door and so my idea was you know hey you do one-off beers and that drives cus- beer beer customers in the door mm-hmm. and then while they're there they want to eat otherwise they're going to leave and go across the street right yeah. Yeah, yeah and so just have good food to go with your good beer and it's a natural thing and i mean you see a lot of breweries doing that now even before covid is trying to get some kind of food element you know mm-hmm. it's even with the food truck um, thing and you know, they're kind of unreliable. That's that's why Jim put the little cafe down there, Plowboy's Cafe in mm. his brewery in Seven Points. Oh yeah, because people were literally leaving to go to the Sonic across the street <laughs> and not coming back. Yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. they would just well, we're well, in the car. I'm gonna grab a hamburger and just head home. Yeah, yeah. it's like well, I can make a hamburger for him. You oh, know? Yeah, and so probably um, better than Sonic. Better than Sonic. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's been that's been our focus is to just have really good, um, really good food to, to pair with the beer because of COVID, we, we, we never planned on having pizza on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the city approached us and also said, you know, Hey, we've got this cares act money. Um, you know, what would make you more COVID friendly? We started thinking, well, heck if we get to where we have to open, so we have to pay rent and, you know, employees and things like that. 
what's the one thing that's good curbside and delivery and everything's pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we actually used some of the money we got from the city also and bought a pizza oven. There you go. Nice. And yeah. so we put now we're now we're pizza heavy focused because you know, we were just worried, you know, if there's another shutdown or anything else like that, we've got to be able to serve. And we've got all of these nice townhouses and the mm-hmm. apartments and everything. Right. It's like, I mean, you know, I could hand deliver on foot to a thousand <laughs> people, you know, right. you yeah. know, with the beer to go laws changing. I mean, you could buy a pizza and a six pack of beer and I could mm-hmm. walk it over to your apartment, knock on there your door go. and hand it to you. Yeah, there you that go. sounds amazing. And so, Pandemic or not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so now we've really embraced it. You know, we do a special pizza of the day and, um, you know, it's then we have you make your own and things like that. Nice. And I mean, it's, we've been able to crank out some some really good pizzas. Well, that's nice. awesome. And we've heard that, too, from other businesses. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. So did it. <laughs> Do we need to take a break? Yeah, we should take a break and come back. All right. Uh, more with Jeff and uh, Cedar Creek, guys. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Sure. Welcome back, guys. We still have Jeff with us. Yes. Hello. And he brought us a, a little beer from Memory Lane. Yes. What'd, you, what'd you bring us, Jeff? So we brought the original Dankosaurus, mm. uh, kind of put Cedar Creek on the map, I think. Yeah. So um, it's, it's nice and danky, just like you like it sounds and you oh, want yeah. it to be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People always ask, us, why do you call it Dankosaurus? I was like, first, people love dinosaurs. <laughs> and second, true. Take, second, take a sip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's not a starter IPA. Like if you're, you know, trying it's, to get someone into in it, hey, try this. Right. I wouldn't give it to them. It's like been around the block IPA. This is awesome. I lo- like. Yeah, I this love is, this. This beer. is the old school. I love this. Yes. Beer. Yeah. Very it's a beautiful. Very color. piney, citrusy. Mm-hmm. You know, not bitter bomb West Coast, mm-hmm. but like it's got some. Yeah, got some hops. So. All right, so let's hop back into it. How okay? So you kind of touched base on this a little bit. Um, so how was that process um, from opening up the Cedar Creek Brew House and Eatery, and then also how much of the pandemic played into that? Um, like I said before, we signed the lease June eleventh, twenty eighteen. Opened June first, twenty twenty one. So three <laughs> years later. Yeah. So crazy. Um, we probably could have opened in May of 2020 had the pandemic not happened. Um, we're really lucky that our uh, developer and business investment partners mm-hmm. um, are, I tell everybody they're Canadian, so they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They are nice. And so they were really understanding. Um, they, they knew that it was irresponsible at the time both financially and probably from a health standpoint to try to open a restaurant yeah um you know our business plan is to pack this place full of as many people as possible not Mm -hmm. socially distanced you know drinking beers without masks on and so that was the wrong thing to do last year Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Um, and so they understood that and so they didn't rush us to finish our construction um we just kind of placed all of our you know our general contractor we said you can keep working you know we understand people want to keep working but you were going to send a crew of five guys why don't you send a crew of two guys mm-hmm. yeah. you know so they could stay distance apart maybe you send one guy a day you know we don't care how slow you go if you want to keep people working that's mm-hmm. understandable yeah but we're not going to open anytime soon we don't know what the end of this is you know vaccine or all you don't know any of that mm-hmm. right and so we started focusing on okay we'll slow way down and then we'll start looking at what do we need for outdoor seating and then things like if we have to go to delivery or curbside with the pizza oven and the pizza menu and things like that. And so it really changed a lot of things. You know, I mean, it it, it changed our whole focus. Um, but we were in a good position where we didn't have to pay rent. Yeah. And we we yeah. had nice. and, uh, you know, all the money that we got from the investors, 
you know, they, they understood, you know, they weren't looking for any kind of immediate payback. They're looking at the long-term success of this development. This is phase one. They've got a phase two going on right behind Cox Farms Market in between here and the Dark Green Line Station. So, I mean, they, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They want all these businesses to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing you could have done is hold our feet to the fire and say, okay, open up and be successful in the middle of a pandemic when yeah. nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's enough businesses that are already trying to make it, you know, and having to get shut down, lay off your staff and things like that. Just, we were very lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were very lucky. The city was understanding. They put no pressure on us. The developers were understanding. They didn't put any pressure on us. Um, you know, we ended up putting pressure on ourselves come April, May of this year because you know, we had people that we wanted to hire and not lose, but we also had to pay them. And so, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You run through your cash reserves pretty quick if you're not making sales and you're paying your employee, you know, you're right. going to pay a full staff. So, um, we decided that it was, you know, we had all been vaccinated and, uh, our families have been vaccinated and, and, you know, it was like, all right, well now it's, you know, now it's kind of a more responsible time to open a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I do regret is, you know, we're all putting additional stresses on each other. You know, you talk to everyone around town, everyone's looking for staff, Yeah. you know, so all my friends that have been running, you know, bars, breweries, restaurants for years, you know, now I'm the asshole that <laughs> just opened a new <laughs> restaurant. That's, that's making it even harder for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, now I did sign the lease three years ago, so everyone knew we were coming. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but you know, I, I do regret that because there is a smaller pool of, of people that want to work in the service industry or have the ability to work in the service industry than there was in previous years, and mm-hmm. and we're all stretched thin trying to find them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've heard that from on rotation. We've heard it from quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a lot it's of everybody's uh, yeah. issue yeah, right now. I just went to the news. I went to the soft opening on rotation. Mm-hmm. Hung out with Jacob for a while, and we just had the same talk. Like, well. You know, you think your dinner staff could come work for lunch for me and yeah. <laughs> my, my, my lunch staff come work dinner for you. And um, most of the people we've hired are either were their second or third job right? or they're brand new out of high school. They're just getting into the workforce. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And no offense to 18 year olds. We would never have hired 18 year olds in the past. You know, I want someone that's 22, 24, a little bit more mature, have yeah. some experience right. that can actually legally drink beer so they can talk about it intelligently. Right. Yeah. Um, know. You know, to, to do beer education for, right. you know, a couple 18 year old servers that can't yeah. even drink beer. Yes. And right. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. here, smell this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Read this paper. <laughs> That's so it's, funny. it's a wine tasting. You have to, you have to slosh it around, yeah. spit it out. Spit right? it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or I need your, parents to come sign this waiver <laughs> saying you could take a sip um so that's been that's been hard but i will say that the staff that we have hired is all been really excited to be here excited to be part of the brand excited to be part of something new excited to be part of this development you know mustang station um we've got a few that just live across the parking lot here and they're yeah, nice. okay and so they walk to work nice which is fun they can't call out. Yeah. Oh, no. I've already said it. I was like, listen, if you don't show up, I'm just going to come kick down your door. <laughs> like, we're so short-staffed, you're not fired. I'm just going to drag you across the parking lot and make you work. Right? That's funny. Our 18-year-old That's... got a job this year, and she was like, Mom, everywhere I applied called me back. I was uh-huh. like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, I mean, this, this is good from, from an employee standpoint is like, you can't treat your people bad anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we always treated our staff like family and we try to preach like a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had four people come over that work for us at luck that were just waiting for us to get open. So oh, they come nice. over. So, you know, we've got some, awesome. you know, we've got some uh, that have been with us for a long time that are loyal and appreciate what we're doing and they believe in it. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the second that I wanted to lose my cool and yell at somebody, why should they stay here? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's they'll have six more job offers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They can go yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think from an employee standpoint is like, if you're an employer, you better treat your people nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. there's, there's no more cussing out people in the kitchen. That's those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will say, you know, you, you had let me in before the place, um, the eatery had actually opened up and, you know, your staff, you know, they came over and I knew they weren't, you know, you guys weren't open yet. And, you know, they're super friendly, asked if I needed anything, you know, he gave me some water and, you know, gave me Wi-Fi passage, kept checking up on me, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you guys crew. are, yeah. It's a small crew. <laughs> I mean, if I could, <laughs> if I could take everybody I have now and just triple them. Mm-hmm. There we go. Same personality, same work ethic. Like we would be set. We yeah. would be, we'd have no problems whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just, unfortunately, there's just, there's more job openings and there's people wanting to, yeah. to work in these kind way. of jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I feel I that way at work. I just want to triple myself, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, can't, absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, are the beers brewed here or at Seven Points location and then brought over here? And are some of the beers brewed here as well? Yeah, it's remember, weird. you have to... So. We, you told us earlier off mic, so now you have yeah. to answer right. on mic. So, <laughs> and we saw so it. We saw sneak it, so. peek. The answer to all of that is yes. <laughs> um, we have a pilot system here that we're brewing a bunch of one-off stuff at. Uh, we're still working on our four-barrel system. Mm-hmm. Um, a few technical difficulties there that we're working through. And then uh, we are also transferring beer from Seven Points up here. So nice. the majority of the beer on the wall is being produced at Seven Points. Okay. Um, we've got about 20... Cedar Creek beers on the wall and 10 guest taps. Oh, okay. um, you know, we always wanted to continue to support um, all of our local brewery friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to be a guy that shows up into a market and says, okay, you only have to drink my beer. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to support any of my friends. I want everyone to come here and drink my beer. That's, that's not me. That's not our personality. It's we want to support everybody. And right. so our guest taps, we focus on people that are, that are locally here. You know, Three Nations is four miles up the street. Yeah. You know, Odd Muse is 10 minutes away. Bitter Sisters is 10 minutes away. And then we also try to help out the small guys. So the, the self-distributing um, breweries, you know, that are just getting up and running. Mm, um, cool. We try to do our best to order from them as well. Do that's you have nice. the the 75-mile rule here like at Luck or? Yes. We, we probably, that's 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 our home. That's our hometown, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's, that's probably, we wouldn't go outside of that. Okay. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, now, you know, we do a collaboration with somebody in Houston or we do a collaboration mm-hmm. with somebody in Colorado or someone wants to invite mm-hmm. us up to do a collaboration in Oklahoma or something. That would be fun to do. So, yeah. A little different. Yeah, yeah. But we're trying to keep the cash here locally, you know, yeah. where we spend yeah. our dollars and then it's good promotion for them to be on our tap wall and vice versa. You know, they could throw a Cedar Creek keg on theirs. And um, so that's kind of been our mantra is we, we keep it local. Such and, a cool place. And, you know, mm-hmm. educating your staff about someone comes in, wants a Bud Light, a Miller's Light, Coors yeah. Light, Corona, whatever the case would be. We don't have that beer here, but here's five or six beers in that same flavor profile that we mm-hmm. think you like. Here's a taster. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is really good. You know, my uh, my favorite story, we first opened Luck and this this old timer came in. I was behind the bar and <laughs> he said, he says, um. You got an American beer? <laughs> and I said, I said, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh, I have 40 American beers on tap. And uh, to go a step further, I have 40 Texas brewed beers on tap. And to even take it a step further, all 40 of those beers are brewed within a 75-mile radius of where you're standing right now. I said, so it could be brewed by, you know, your friends and neighbors. And he said, Okay. You got any Bud Light? <laughs> I said, well, sir. I said, um, 
So no, Anheuser-Busch uh, was, was bought by InBev, the largest uh, beer company in the world. It's a Belgian-owned company, so AB InBev. Uh, they're not brewed here within a 75-mile radius. And, um, you know, now that they're owned by a European conglomerate, I wouldn't even consider them American beer. So right. when you buy that, that money's going overseas to Europe. And he said, say what? <laughs> and I said, well, just, just because the can's red, white, and blue doesn't really make it an American product. And you should probably watch what you spend your money on. <laughs> and so, you know, I poured him a, you know, Madonna's 561 from Rabbit Hole or oh, yeah. a Golden Opportunity from Pedicolis yes. or something, something easy drinking, you know, right, right. and this is kind of good. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like... You're helping out people here in it's, Texas and North right. Texas yeah, and yeah, giving so people funny. jobs. And <laughs> like, it just completely blew his mind because, you, know, you know, AB InBev has more advertising budget right. than oh my gosh, everybody yeah. combined, right? And <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. yeah, they just make you think that, you know, you're supporting you, right. so funny. Your, uh, your local Budweiser <laughs> uh, brewery. And it's just, it's not that way. And not so, so it's, local it's, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all about education. And it's, oh you know, we have a thing where we say we, we never tell anybody no. Someone comes in here, they want a Bud Light. You know, we don't say, no, we don't have Bud Light. You know, it's like, you know, we don't carry Bud Light, but here's something else, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just all about suggestions. Because if you just say, no, we don't carry that, that's not a very welcoming attitude. Right. Right. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. get up and go next door to Chili's and go to a Bud Light, you know? And mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Chili's. That made me laugh. <laughs> I promise you right now, if you go to Chili's, you can get a Bud Light. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass. 100% chance. <laughs> All right. So since they are kind of, you know, brewed at both locations, um, will you have different beers at both locations or are you trying to bring all of them together at both locations? We're going to try to have them available at both locations. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. um, we have more tap space here. Um but we also have guest taps and they don't have guest taps down there. Right. Makes sense. Um, you know, there's no other breweries around there. They're not competing with, you know, they're in seven points there. Yeah. You know, 50 miles from here. So, um, if we brew one off beers down here, uh, Jim would like to carry them down there to give his customer base down there. And those, mm. um, and a lot of people go to seven points on the weekend, right? Cause yeah. they've got a lake house, that kind of thing. Right. So they come in, you know, every weekend, it's nice to have different beers to play with. And then the same thing, um, Aaron, you do is our, um, head brewer and he's the brewer at both locations. Okay. Oh, cool. So he goes down there and brews a beer. It's cool. We get a keg or two up here. He brews a beer here. It's cool. He takes a keg or two down there. Nice. Mm, okay. Nice. He's got a commute. <laughs> so, uh, you, it is a quite a commute. <laughs> <laughs> so you answered this, at least from what I heard a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, so back with the decision for closing luck, um, you know, um, what uh, what was behind that decision, and when when you did make that choice to close it? Um, it sounds like from you already told us was yeah. this already in the works already? This in the Craig Ranch was already kind of going, yes. right? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. both of them were in the works when we decided to close Luck. Um, the timing didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk more off mic. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I I had intended to. We had intended to close luck as we were opening this place. Yeah, see, that would make sense. So that there was a natural transition. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, the staff wouldn't be out of job. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, you know, hey, we're going to close down the Dallas location. We're opening a new location in Farmer's Branch. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind the different commute, then, you know, you've got a job. 
Awesome. And unfortunately, it wasn't up to us to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And we were told that we were closed suddenly. And so we didn't get to have the farewell that we had that yeah. we had wanted. So. Yeah, I remember wow. you had yeah. told me. I was really surprised. Yeah, it was yeah. like all of a sudden. And yeah, we were like, yeah, I was in, I yeah. was actually out of town when I found out. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, what? Yeah, because we would go <laughs> to be each. Yeah. And then we'd hit you guys up because you had amazing stuff. But right. I have to say, all the restaurants in there, they seem to change often. They were yeah. going out of business. Yeah, if that. Or closing. And then so be- Trinity Groves was originally a restaurant incubator. That's mm-hmm. what it was opened as uh-huh. and it didn't really incubate any restaurants mm-hmm. um and so they changed their business model now and so all of like the kind of the independently owned restaurants like troy beats and things like that they either just handed over the brand or, or the sold the, the intellectual property to trinity grows and now trinity grows runs all of it oh, oh okay that oh, makes wow. sense because he opened another restaurant and then when we went back to the eats it was like totally different because yeah, it used to be kind of like fine dining and then it was like you get 10 different choices of vegan burgers and i was like oh <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. it's all trinity grows owned and operated now there's that no independent okay. Uh, okay. operators in there anymore gotcha. so we only did v eats and luck in there and now yeah. we found steam theory across the street and they're they're right. amazing yeah. too. so but uh yeah that was uh we have a lot of great date nights over there we really loved love yeah chuck's so. chuck does a good job over at steam theories mm-hmm. we, we've been cheering on him for a long time um met him years and years ago at brew right when he was doing homebrewing mm-hmm. and, yeah um and really wanted him to succeed and i actually told him i said chuck i think the best thing for you to do like the best thing to happen to you is for actually us to close because we were kind of cannibalizing that base. Oh, yeah. If you came to Trinity Groves and you wanted craft beer, you're either going to choose Luck or you're going to choose Steam Theory. Yeah. And, you know, we had we already had Plan B, Plan C in the works. And so, you know, it's uh, that, that weighed in a little bit is, you know, Steam Theory was, they weren't getting 100% of the sales that they were counting on because we were taking half the customers mm-hmm. and we weren't getting 100% of the sales that we were counting on. They were taking half of our customers. Mm-hmm. And why sit here and cannibalize each other when... We have other irons in the fire. Let's just bow out gracefully mm-hmm. um, and then let Chuck have that craft beer scene in Trinity Grove. So, yeah, yeah that was that's very admirable. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Community helping out community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's what, it's what craft breweries do, you know? Oh, yeah. You run out of grain, you run out of hop, you run out of yeast, something like that. You call one of your local buddies down the street and you go pick it up and, you know, you can invoice them later, you know, that kind yeah. of deal. Mm-hmm. Right. My next question we kind of answered too. It says, is there going to be another luck in the future? But this is really kind of it because it has the kitchen and the guest (laughs) taps. Right. And so, so luck was a, it was a joint partnership between myself, uh, Daniel, Ned and Trinity Grove. So they Mm -hmm. were our investment partners uh, in there. And so when we decided to to part ways, we we just kind of disbanded the luck brand. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's, I mean, just looking in here and the decor, like I I can't wait to come back. This looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's beautiful uh, in here. Now, I, I did wanted to, to open one in Washington, D.C., a federal urban craft kitchen. Um, <laughs> there we go. I thought, that was, I thought that was appropriate there for a while. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd go. Yeah. I'll take a plane ride to yeah. go. Yeah. So, you know, luck, yeah. local urban craft kitchen is no more. But I thought federal urban craft kitchen right. has yeah. a nice sound to I it. Like it. It I works. Mean, we wouldn't even have to, like, sell food and beer we just sell t-shirts yeah. <laughs> a lot of t-shirts yeah. mugs stickers yeah. all that. i'd buy yeah. some merch that's yeah. right i love it so if y'all didn't get that the acronym guys do the acronym yeah. take a second and do yeah. it 
We'll wait. Maybe they need to put down the beer then if they didn't get it. <laughs> it took me a minute. That's why I'm explaining to them because they might have been like me. So it's like, oh, like the light bulb. Light bulb. So All right. So do you pick your menu based on what's on tap and best paired with? Or is there a rotating menu that just so happens to pair well with all the beers? I was we trying want... to find a menu online, by the way, and I couldn't okay. while we were, I was sitting I'll here. I'll show you where it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we slow we we just quietly opened like two Thursdays ago. So we didn't post anything on social media that we were open. Um, we didn't have a sign that said now open anything. We just kind of quietly opened because of the short staff. We didn't want to say, hey, everybody come see us and then have this flood come in. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it's not fair on the staff that gets overwhelmed. Right. And then, you know, if they're really overwhelmed, they might quit and not come back. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's not fair to the patrons and our guests that come in because I don't want you to have to wait an hour for a pizza. Right. You know, but if everyone sits down and we're full bore and so we were just really quietly open. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't put a menu online. I didn't even say, I mean, our website wasn't even up yet. Right now it's even just a splash page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with a phone number and directions. I and, can't find anything. Um, <laughs> He's going to show you. Be patient. Um, so now we're just like, we just, we just unveiled that sign right there that says now open yeah. and it even sells it kind of small that's <laughs> why we couldn't yeah. find it because there's nothing on the building just the banner I so didn't well, there's it, yeah. a sign up here on the building oh yeah yeah up here but like if you're driving over here right. you don't see it until you're coming oh on the- and the direction stopped somewhere back there and they were like You've arrived, arrived, but it yeah. was like nowhere near the location. <laughs> so I'm in charge of our Come Google, on, Google page. So. <laughs> That's on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're just, like I said, we, we want people to come in here. We want them to enjoy themselves, but we want to set them up to have a good time. Right. And then we want to set our staff up to have a good time. And as a business owner, that's a, that's a, tightrope to walk yeah because yeah. you want to pack this place full of people and get the sales but you also want all those people to have a good time and come back exactly yeah. and so you know right now we're taking a hit it's self-inflicted because we're not pushing very hard mm-hmm. and we're not making ourselves extremely in everybody's face um you know eventually we hope to get there right. <laughs> yeah yeah you know if we had three times the staff we'd be all over the place but mm-hmm. um you know we're just trying to open small and you know let it grow kind of naturally and mm-hmm. then when we're in a position to really stake our claim, then we'll, we'll try to do so. Nice. And once again, we're in a good position because of our landlords. You know, I mean, we're, we're in a free rent period right now, so we're not having to worry about rent. We just have to worry about paying food costs and staff. Yeah. Nice. And so we've got the ability to do that without thinking, oh man, if I can't make rent, they're going to kick me out. Right. It doesn't make any sense to kick out a brand new tenant that just built out a brew house because what are you going to have to put in here? Another right. brew pub. Yeah. You know? Where are you going to find them right now? Like, exactly. A lot of people trying to open businesses right, right. now. Right. <laughs> we all have the same right. issues too. So you've had a hard time finding staff. Have you had a hard time finding ingredients? No, it's just cost of goods. Okay. Yeah. So like all of your meat prices are gone through the roof. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chicken wings are gone through the roof. Yeah. Um, I think Buffalo Wild Wings is like $18 for like a 10 piece wing now. I mean, Oof. it's... Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah, tofu's going through the roof. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Black bean burgers? And you can't yeah. get them anymore. <laughs> Impossible. Right? Yeah, that's, a, that's our issue. So, what's your favorite brew house food and beer pairing? Oh yeah. So I burned myself out on pizza when we were when we were training and getting open because we were eating pizza every day, and then I was bringing my kids up here with me. You know, because everyone's still working from home and online mm-hmm. school. So we got as soon as the Wi-Fi started, you know, working here, like everybody's up here with the kids. And so 
like they're yeah. feeding them pizza every day and then like <laughs> yeah. they eat a couple slices and then you take it home and then you bring them up and they eat a couple slices you take the rest home and yeah. like there's like three months supply of leftover pizza in my house and yes. so i really burn myself out on pizza mm-hmm. and so i've been like pizza free for like maybe three weeks right now oh, there you go <laughs> good man and so now i'm excited to get back into pizzas because chef's got these different rotating specials oh, nice. mm-hmm. you know every day is a different special pizza yes. and so okay. like that's now where the staff and you know myself could go okay mm-hmm. here's the special pizza man that sounds really good i bet you and you look at the tap wall and you get 30 beers it's like i bet you it really pairs well with this beer mm-hmm. that beer you know right mm-hmm. pizza and beer and then yeah we, perfect yeah <laughs> and then we also have a we've got a full bar too and you know people see brew yeah. house and they think mm-hmm. we're just a brewery but i mean we're a restaurant more than any we're a restaurant mm-hmm. that brews its own beer yeah and we've got full bar yeah i saw the it's they have a lot it's of beans. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's <laughs> people, people will sit at the bar and you get all those liquor bottles in your face and they're like do you have anything else besides beer? I'm like, right um, beer. like staring at you in the face. Like, we, we have all the things. That's the thing. They and have so, to look up. Though. Yeah. So we're working up. on a cocktail menu. You know, mm-hmm. we've got wine, we've got cider, okay. uh, Cedar Creek makes seltzer. So we've got a blueberry oh, nice. seltzer. We've got a margarita oh. seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, you know, there's something for everybody. Mm, I love that. And we carry Bishop cider. Um, and so really we come in, if you want a margarita, you want an old fashioned, you want a shot of tequila. Okay. I mean, we've got the ability to do it all. That's and then and in this area, there's no, there's no restaurant with a good bar program mm-hmm. and there's right. no bar with a good restaurant association. Yeah. Right. And so really yeah. you have to go, you know, to downtown Carrollton or into Addison mm-hmm. um, or go south of 635 somewhere to find anything. And so yeah. we were a little bit of a, you know, a food and alcohol desert in here. Yeah. And that's, that's why the city was so excited to, to get us and some of the other restaurants uh, open in here to give the locals, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere to go. One thing I want to mention on that before we take a break, um, we this will be our tenth year in Texas. Yes, um, Janie and I, tenth uh, year. We moved in twenty eleven. Okay, you're right. Uh, but at any rate, we couldn't believe how many people go out to eat mm-hmm. and how often, especially Texas. on the weekends. It's a crazy. It's crazy. So I mean, like especially now that things are opening up, it's safer. Like it's just I mean, and you having that niche here of having the great bar. And and drink cocktail program as well, like plus brewing the own beer. It's I mean, it's going to be hot. It's I was be a concerned hot during the pandemic when people are going to have to cook at home. I wasn't <laughs> sure they knew how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just pizza. Yeah. And so like the Dallas area, like I think there's more restaurants per capita than I any other it. city. I super believe yeah. it because um, it's crazy. I believe it, and that's why your your big chains start here. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. because if you can if you can have a restaurant open successfully in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And expand that through, you know, franchise or something like that, then mm-hmm. it'll make it in any other city because the competition's harder here than anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy when I think about it because you think of like New York City or whatever. Right. right? But if that you was- look at it, you know, <laughs> if you look at it from like a statewide, you know, the Houston area and the Dallas Fort Worth area, stuff like that, like there's more restaurants than people. And hmm. now that we're all short for staff, so you'd really feel that. Oh, <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. We should definitely take a break, and then I think I'm up next on my next one. Okay. So yeah. we'll be back, guys. More. Cheers. More Cheers. 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 Welcome back, guys. Uh, we rebeard up, mm-hmm. and then Jeff so graced us for, with some beer. Yeah. Uh, want us to talk about what you poured for us? Yeah, so a friend of mine, Selena, uh, she uh, trades beer with somebody in a friend of hers in Vermont, and uh, she was happy enough to, I was happy that she uh, was kind <laughs> enough 
uh, to share some with me. So I got a can of Cloud Drop Double IPA from Upper Pass Beer Company in Vermont. And uh, just got the one can and, and couldn't couldn't see myself drinking it all, all alone. <laughs> and so I wanted to share it with people that appreciate beer. So I brought that and some others that uh, we can uh, try throughout the the podcasting. Yeah, yeah it's thank you. It's, we it's appreciate it. Yeah. So with that said, I get to ask my question now. Yeah, I was looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Six hop varieties oh, in this yes. beer. It does, it does taste complex like that. Like yeah. there's a lot going on. Okay, so um, besides Cedar Creek beers, what is your favorite local and non-local beers and or brewery? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, then, uh, we can do a top five. Top five, yeah. How's that? Be safe. I, I used to tell everybody, I've, I've got two daughters. One's mm-hmm. 10 and one's five. <laughs> Ella and Jillian and people would ask me, especially at luck, you know, 40 beers on the wall. And I said, what's, what's your favorite beer? What's your favorite brewer? I said, that's, that's not fair. I said, uh, <laughs> it's like asking me to pick my, my favorite kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I would always say Ella. Um, but that's only because Jillian was such a baby. She didn't understand English. So. <laughs> now she's five. She's, <laughs> she knows all the words. And so I can't make that joke anymore. Cause she was like, Hey dad, screw you. <laughs> we have an Ella. <laughs> she's our button pusher though. <laughs> sounds like it goes with the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think just based on style right now, we'll just do based on style. There we I go. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm full bought in on the haze craze, right? I'm a hazy boy, just like a lot of us. And yeah. uh, so, you know, you've got your celestial shirt on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your <laughs> celestial, your turning points, your brutal, your false idols. I'm just picking your shirts, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tubbs over all. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are cool, right? I mean, because those are all you know, unique, you know, one-off, um, you know, things like that that are just, you know, it's just really like, just that whole New England style where mm-hmm. I, a lot of people say, you know, I don't like IPAs, and you give them a New England style, and it's just super, it's just a juice bomb, right? right. Yeah, and it, it's it's soft on, you know, it's got a soft mouth feel, and it's just easy mm-hmm. drinking, and it's like, wow, this is, tastes like cantaloupe, and this tastes like you know tangerine, and you know, what is this? And I'm like, that's an IPA. Like anytime I ever pour anybody, anything hazy, New England style, I won't tell them what it is. I just tell you, you got to drink it first. And, um, you know, once they take a sip of it, I'm like, man, this is, this is really interesting. Tell me more about it. And like, turns out I, I like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's probably my go-to style right now. I just sit down at a bar, beer bar or something like that. You know, I, I look to see what they have hazy on mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to drink it fresh, you know, they just got it in. You're like, Oh, you get all excited about it. You know, right. That's why I picked this one. Cause it was the oldest. It's like a couple of weeks old. I'm like, we better hurry up and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. that's the, that's the sign of a true beer nerd, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it don't last long. You gotta, you yeah. Know. This beer is four weeks old. Ew. Throw it away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Past his prime. Yeah. Funny. Tell everybody there's thirsty kids in China. Just drink it. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we love Freddie, the farmer's branch thesaurus. How did he end up at the brewery? So same, same friend, Selena, that, that shared yeah. the, the, the cloud drop with me. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, she came on when we first opened up to help us um, with our beer program. Uh, she was formerly a Texas Ale Project. Okay. Um, she was helping us with uh, event planning and things like that. And uh, she she kind of came up with Freddie, you know the the Dankosaurus is kind of what Cedar Creek's known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody loves dinosaurs, and mm-hmm. so she bought Freddie off of Amazon for twenty bucks. <laughs> nice, and, so funny. And just uh, she was helping me out with Instagram. I, I used to do all the social media for luck, and I've been out of the game for a year and a half, and a lot of things changed on social media, and and so she was doing a lot for Texas Ale Project. So 
she kind of took me under her wing and, and she kind of <laughs> gave Freddie the personality. And, um, <laughs> I just, I think he's awesome. Like I actually, I keep telling myself I'm going to buy more inflatable T-Rexes and just have them around the restaurant <laughs> yeah. just for like kids to play with and like for people to pose pictures with and yeah. Like, yeah, really great. embrace like the, the dinosaur culture mm-hmm. because yeah. I think people really like it. Even down at seven points, Jim's got a, like a big, like, life-size cardboard cutout of Dankosaurus and <laughs> um, you know he does a for 420 every year he has dank days uh-huh. and he releases like six varieties of Dankosaurus uh, uh, we still have one maybe two or three downstairs I Ooh. think on tap um, we've got recreational dank which uh, <laughs> uses a, a marijuana extract that unfortunately doesn't have any THC in it but that makes it legal <laughs> in <laughs> Texas um, <laughs> We'll do a different variety in Colorado one day, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then we've got uh, Dankosaurus Rex, which is the the big brother yeah. of Dankosaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Funky Raptor, which is a Brettanomyces dang. Oh, that's a right up your alley. Um, yeah. We just, uh, we blew, uh, we had a um, mango habanero version oh, that, that blew. That would have been so good. Uh, we had a pineapple version called Maui Wowie that yeah. blew. <laughs> Um, we had a grapefruit version that blew, and then we had a, one called Peach Fuzz, which was actually Dankosaurus <laughs> um, soured on peach puree, oh, oh, wow. which was that. fantastic. And it's it's out of production now. I might have some on tap in my house if you want to come follow me. <laughs> <down tonight. laughs> Is that more than... 93 steps away, though? It's more than 93 okay. steps. <laughs> it's, so it's about Fine. 22 Fine. minutes. So. <laughs> it's a lot of steps. <laughs> so we missed the Sliders event, but are there more cooking events in the works? Oh, so yeah. Yeah, so we the Slider event, so the city, we couldn't do the chili cook-off. So at Luck, mm-hmm. we would do a chili cook-off every February. Right, the right. first Sunday after the Super Bowl, because nobody does anything the first Sunday <laughs> after the Super right, Bowl. They're right, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in the middle of February, and it's hit and miss weather. Um guaranteed to be some kind of cold you know is that yeah. cold and wet is that cold and snowy is it cold and yeah. something mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and the uh so we had a successful one out here last year february 2020 um we had about 30 teams we raised about twelve thousand dollars for nice. local charity awesome. uh, metrocrest services and we wanted to do it again this february pandemic it was against the law That's you couldn't a- have more than 10 people gather mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so the city came to us and said hey you know now that you guys are open can you do your chili cook-off and we said, we're not doing a chili cook-off in June. Like, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's not happening. It's, no like, way, it's too yeah. hot. So hot. Yeah. And so they said, well, could you think of something else? And then I said, well, let's, you know, let's backyard barbecue. It's, you know, it was right after Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And so we came up with the idea to do a slider. We call it Slider Mania. <laughs> and um, so we had about 20 uh, local brewery teams all come out. And my favorite thing about whether it's chili cook-off or it's the slider event, um, the breweries, you invite them out. And it's just this is just me as a friend saying, Hey, can you come please participate in this event? Um, you know, a lot of times I'll throw an incentive out, like the first five teams we'll buy a keg from and put you on the, on the guest. Oh, tap nice. oh, there we go. Just to get the ball rolling. Yeah. But you know, the local beer community is so great and they all come together to support each other and mm-hmm. they all want to get together and have fun. And we hadn't really had any events. And so 20 teams, guys, girls, they came out here. It was 102 degrees outside. It was 84 degrees the weekend before. We just barely <laughs> missed it. <laughs> and, you know, cooked over grills and had deep fryers and flat tops and everything under tents in the parking lot to help us raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. You know, they donated their time, their food costs, everything wow. just to get together, have fun with their friends, drink beer and raise money for charity. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, 
you know, I wish it had been 20 degrees cooler. Right. Um, (laughs) Every day. Yeah. But we had, (laughs) but we had a a good turnout. We had Mm -hmm. live music out there. And so, um, this space here in Mustang station, it really lends itself. So this is actually B street right in front of us. Mm -hmm. It's technically a city street, but the city, you know, I was telling you how, how, well they are to work with they come out here and they close this the street mm. down oh nice put out signs that say special event parking so either side so people know how to go and then we set up all the tents down here oh nice. how great and wow. people walk around and they they you know pay ten dollars for you know either a cup and some you know uh 10 cups and a spoon for the chili event or three mm. tasting tickets for the slider event mm-hmm. so it's a good value for the customer you know you come back you feel good about it and on, on days where we do the chili cook-off or the slider event, like our food sales are really low because everyone's outside eating, but our mm-hmm. beer sales are really high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we hope to do something again in the fall. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on the weather. Nice. We yeah. also try to do all of our events on Sundays because most of the breweries do their big events, their anniversary parties, things like that on Saturdays. Yeah. So we, right. don't wanna, mm-hmm. we don't want to step on anybody's toes. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to counter-program against any of our friends. So we do it on Sunday. A lot of times, like your service industry people might have Sunday off or maybe they'll have to work brunch, but you know, it's not a busy day at the tap room or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they can come out and participate. Like yeah. we nice. try to do an event on a Saturday, like we're going to get minimal participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do it on a Sunday, it's kind of a time for the, the industry to come together, hang out, you know, mm-hmm. relax, do something unbeer related. I mean, they're out there cooking chili or they're cooking sliders. Like they're not pouring beers. They're not talking about beers. Like they're using it to promote their brewery mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, talk about it, you know, say, Oh, Oak Islands, you know, where, where are you guys? Oh, we're over there in Garland. Oh yeah. I've been to Lakewood. Well, it's mm-hmm. just around the corner. You yeah. know, while you're there, hit intrinsic, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so they pass out a lot of stickers and things like that. And so it's, it's been a really good event. So I'm hoping we can come up and do something in, and the fall when it starts cooling down and then bring the chili cook up back in February. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, there we go. Hopefully like everybody has things like electricity and it's, it's not snow up to your, you know, ankles, but yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. You guys going to do vegan chili? Maybe. Yeah. Make something. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> February is a ways out. Yeah. We'll so that's time to think about it. <laughs> so and a lot of times some of the breweries are looking for, help and mm-hmm. so we do two different categories so we do a brew pub which means like you've got some kind of kitchen okay you know so whether that be like on rotation or vector mm-hmm. or steam theory that's got a, a, a kitchen staff we say okay well we'll put you in the pro category because you guys make food every right, day. right. Yeah. yeah and then somebody like you know like a pedicolis or a martin house or a four bullets or someone else like that or hemisphere you know they, they don't have any any food staff you know kitchen facilities so we say okay well you're in the amateur category and then gotcha. we give a, we give awards out okay um, a people's choice and a judge's choice for both the pro and the Heck amateur, yeah. nice. so they don't feel like they're having to ke- compete against somebody that has a restaurant, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing, because it seems a little unfair. Yeah, right. <laughs> High stakes. <laughs> All right. So, in your opinion, do you feel that having a kitchen or food options are essential to a brewery? These days, I, th- I think it's really important. Um, as a matter of fact, the the brew house and eatery kind of tagline Lance, my business partner, him and I kind of came up with as Jim was approaching us about doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, and our, our original thought, and I don't know that it'll ever come to fruition, but it would be, you know, Martin house is a great tap room, you know, the huge events, but they got to count on food trucks. And so Mm -hmm. same thing, you come, you have a couple pints, you get hungry, you leave, you don't come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my thing was, how do you get that person from a brewery standpoint, from a sales standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, how do you get that person to stay for that third beer responsibly? 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, three beers on an empty stomach, maybe it's not a good look for some people. Two beers, a burger, some tacos, something like that. Then a third beer, you know, maybe, you know, it's, it's a more responsible, you know, uh, you know, activity. And so we it started approaching different breweries about, you know, hey, let's partner together. You know, we'll, we'll build a kitchen out in your space, do something like that to where it's a Martin House brew house and eatery. It's a Petacolis brew house and eatery. It's mm-hmm. a rabbit hole brew house and eatery, that kind of thing where we would just brand that kind of food option as a, just a, like a, a permanent pop-up kitchen yeah. in all these different breweries and, um, you know, different circumstances. It hasn't worked out yet, but, you know, I think that the problem with, with kitchens are they're expensive. Kitchen yeah. equipment's very right. expensive. Right. And so mm-hmm. if you're a brewery, you a don't want to run a kitchen for the mm-hmm. most part. You right. Know? You don't want to pay for to build out a kitchen, especially if your building wasn't designed for that. You know, mm-hmm. so now you got a lot of electrical issues and plumbing issues and gas and things like that. And so it can be very expensive to start that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually used to run the kitchen at Four Corners in their new tap room. Oh, okay. uh, we ran oh, wow. that. Um, it was basically just a luck outpost. Oh. Um, and so we ran that for probably two years, something like that. Um, just to give them that food option. And so in my in my mind, you know, if everybody had that same kind of ability, you know, it, it would benefit everybody, right? Benefits the customer, benefits yeah. your beer sales, things like that. But it's, it's almost cost prohibitive depending on the location. Right. Um, so someone like odd muse makes great beer, cool tap room, cool outdoor space. They don't really have a spot to put a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they'll do a food truck or they'll do a pop-up in the brew house. And mm-hmm. so I think it was a week before we opened. Um, I was sitting there drinking, uh, a few beers with Charles and he gets a text message that their, their pop-up had canceled on him for Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, we'll do it. He's like, what do you mean? You're not even open yet. I'm like, we got a kitchen, <laughs> you know? And so me and our kitchen manager and our executive chef, uh, they threw together some delicious tacos and we just took some equipment down there and popped up in their, uh, in their brew house and oh, sold cool. tacos for four hours to help our buddies out, you know? Nice. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I didn't want them to lose out on, on tap sales because mm-hmm. people are normally used to having food. So you show up there for happy hour and dinner and all of a sudden they don't have anything it's like right. that. And right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to do that a lot. Like when we had luck, we were, every weekend we were at a different brewery. So nice. we would sling tacos at, at Martin House one week. We'd sling them at Petacolis. We'd go to community, you know, just wherever they needed food. Mm-hmm. Nice. But now you see these other breweries, you know, um, that are on working on, you know, moving to a new location or a second location or things like that. So you've got, and then cool places like Vector opens up, you know, yeah. badass yeah. pizza menu, you mm-hmm. know, on rotation it opens up with some really great chicken. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the giant mega project that community work is working on right it's, now. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my, oh, wow. yep. I mean, that's yep. like Disney world for beer nerds. I yep. mean, <laughs> <laughs> it looks amazing. You know what Tubbs has going on in downtown McKinney with all that economic incentive money they got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, not everywhere can be, you know, a, a, a giant brewery with a giant restaurant and it's not feasible. You know, there still needs to be room for the small mom and pops that open up in a, you know, a garage in the back of a building or in a small warehouse in an industrial space. Yeah. You know, someone like Jordan at, at Outfit, you know, who's opens his brewery in the back of an insurance, his family's insurance mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. you know, and then slowly builds out a bar and slowly builds out an outdoor space and then a little beer garden. And like, I love that that still exists because 10 years ago, that's what craft beer was. Right. It was, it was people sweating in warehouses doing what they love. Um, 
and now it's becoming more popular, which is great because we all need it to be popular. You know, we're, we're fighting against the ABM Bevs and the Miller Coors and everybody else with all the marketing dollars. And so the only way we do that is to get people interested in our product and, and can appreciate the, the quality of the product. Um, and if you like, I tell everybody, so we're a restaurant that brews its own beer and we're not a brewery that has a restaurant in it. Jim's place down in seven points is more of a brewery that has a restaurant. In it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there's a little bit of a, a, a local stigma just that I've noticed here is people, there's certain people, you know, moms, groups, things like that, that we're extremely family friendly. We got plenty of high chairs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, um, diaper changing tables, the whole bit, kids menus. Um, and they, they are like, ah, we don't want to go there. It's a brewery. I'm like, well, you know, yes, we brew beer. Um, and we want you to come drink it, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we also are a restaurant with a kid's mm-hmm. menu and high chairs. And you could come yeah. eat a good meal here with everything made from yeah, scratch. And right. If you're not into beer, that's cool. We've got seltzer. We've got cider. Mm-hmm. We'll make yeah. you a margarita. We'll make there you, you a lemon drop martini, like, yep. you know, mimosa. We're going to start brunch on Saturday. So there we go. Um, you know, so Saturday and Sunday, we just, I tested some, you tried the cinnamon rolls, I right? Did. It was delicious. Yeah. It was so, very good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can go to your local, you know quote unquote brewery and get some delicious cinnamon rolls and a mimosa. And yeah. Who hates that on a Sunday morning? So yeah. Our kids have Not good me. memories from playing board games at breweries. Yeah. I mean, my kids, <laughs> my kids grew up in the craft beer industry. They yeah. were either at my restaurant or they went to a brewery and mm-hmm. you know, there's, if people are unaware of the craft beer scene in the community. They think it's just a bunch of seedy dive bars with a bunch of drunks falling down. Right. And it's really not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's as no. family friendly as can be. And when you travel, you know, you find whatever your local breweries or brew pub and you know, that's a, that's a f- easy place to take your kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because there's, there's board, there's cornhole outside and throwing bean bags yeah. and there's connect giant connect four or Jenga or yeah. they got board games <laughs> in the corner, you know, or anything like that. And there's always other little kids running around to play with and right. you can yeah, bring your exactly. dog and, pet puppy dogs on the patio all day and and kids should see responsible drinking in yeah. my opinion yeah no, i agree <laughs> yeah yep. yeah 100 yeah their first vision shouldn't be like drunk parties in high school <laughs> right. yeah should be like whoa, whoa, whoa this isn't how my parents yeah. do it <laughs> they sit down they're reading books yeah. eating a large meal right okay so we come to our our final question yeah. unfortunately yeah. i've really had fun hanging out and talking to yeah. you. Um, so Cedar Creek brew house time. I mean, can you plug, tell us what we can do to help events coming up, where we can find you hours, things like where that. People for people can apply. Where can people yeah. can apply and click on this link. The works. Yeah, all so, of that uh, fun first stuff. of all, I need to make the menu more readily available online. I'll, <laughs> yeah. work, I'll work on that after I, this. I still haven't found it. I know, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll fix that by the end of the day. Um, that'll be number one, I suppose. Uh, number two is if you need a job, we are here for you. Uh, if, if, if you don't need a job, Find a friend that does and send them our way. Right. Yeah. Um, it's cedarcreekbrewhouse.com. Um, it's Cedar Creek uh, Brewhouse MS for Mustang Station on Instagram. Gotcha. Nice. Um, Cedar Creek Brewhouse yeah. Mustang Station on Facebook. Um, if you have complaints about the social media, you can send them to Jeff at cedarcreekbrewhouse.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby right now. Um, but yeah, we are basically off of Valley View and I-35, mm-hmm. uh, just across the parking lot from the Dr. Pepper Star Center and the Dark Green Line Station. Um, if you live in Denton, you can go to Armadillo Ale Works, have a pint, hop on the train, head south, and get off at, uh, at, uh, in, in Carrollton, go to Three Nations, have a pint, 
couple more stops to the south, you can get off here and have a pint, turn around, head back home responsibly to Denton. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. li- even, if you live, even if you live in Denton, there's no reason to come down here. I mean, right. it's... I want to drive to Denton just to do that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I'll or, take the train up to Denton for that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you, or you come park here, have a pint and get some lunch mm-hmm. and you take it up to Three Nations, have a pint. And I'm down with keep that. Keep going and you... Actually, if you get off there where Armadillo is, you can hit Armadillo, you can hit Denton County, and you can go see, uh, you can go to the, the Bearded Monks all right there, too. Yeah. 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 So we get our stickers. And yep. so then you don't have to drive to Denton, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do that next time we need stickers, babe. Okay. So right, deal. There's, there's actually, I think I, I added it up, there's 11 breweries and cideries oh within walking distance of the dart of different dart light rail stations oh my gosh that's nice. crazy and so in, in fort worth uh they have the fort worth convention tourist bureau or whatever has mm. the ale trail and they, they get, <laughs> they've got a, they've got a little passport card and you go around the breweries you get stamped and then you turn it in and that's they send cool. you they used to send you a t-shirt you know, I did the Fort Worth Ale Trail or something, but now they send you a hundred dollar Dickies gift card oh. to the outlet store there in downtown. Oh. And uh, so I want this is no secret. I tell everybody this, and someone can steal it if they want. Um, <laughs> but it's I want to do the the Dart Rail Trail, yeah, and and have a map of every brewery you can hit off the Dart Light Rail and work with Dart. Nice. My birthday next year. Yeah, work work <laughs> with go. Dart to you know help sponsor it to where. You know, it promotes ridership for them because I think most people don't take Dart. Mm-hmm. They don't think to take Dart. Like you might be in a situation where you take it to commute because you know the commute's bad or parking's bad or something like that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or for them, or you're a student or something like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, if I think about going out on a Saturday, I don't think let's go take Dart. Right. 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 But if I say, hey, you could hit eleven different breweries <laughs> and yeah. never get in a car, yeah. you know, never get in an Uber, never get in a Lyft, never get behind your own car, you can spend the whole day going around these, and you don't have to hit all eleven in one day, but you get a little passport and you hit two breweries one weekend, you hit three the next mm. weekend and things like that. And then you get, <laughs> you get your little passport filled and you turn mm. into dart. Maybe by then they give you a one month free pass or something like that. Nice. There we go. You know, as Just a, thank a dart you shirt. I would be set. Well, it's like the summer reading program for drinking. It's yes. summer, exactly. <laughs> summer but, drinking like I said, program. It's just, yeah. it, it promotes ridership for light rail, right? Which is mm-hmm. good for the environment. You don't have all these cars on yeah. the road. And then mm-hmm. it's responsible, you know, yeah. you know you're know, you not drinking and driving. Right. right. Behind the wheel. Yeah. You can and hit so, those 12% stouts. Yeah. That's right. She's <laughs> looking at yeah, me. Yeah. And you know, some, of the, some, of the, some of the stops between breweries on the dart is kind of like long, you know, so you can yeah. actually take a little it. nap. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Good. You hit that imperial, you know, maple coffee stout. Out and yep. yeah. take you a little nap. Thirty minutes later, you wake up. You're next. You're refreshed. There you go. yep. Time to like keep going. It. So <laughs> that, uh, that imperial nap. Yeah. So, yeah. so everybody, take Dart to your local brewery. That's a free plug for Dart. Maybe they'll yeah. <laughs> see if they they'll partner with listening. me. We'll yeah. tag them in. We'll tag them in. Shout out to Dart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey. So, what, yeah. you got anything else for us? Upcoming events. Events. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any upcoming events except that we are right now. We're only open for dinner. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've worn out the staffing issue already, so we're <laughs> we're open for dinner from four to ten, okay. uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, then we're we have been opening from three to midnight uh, Friday and Saturday, okay. and then four to nine on Sunday. Gotcha. Uh, starting this Saturday, the what is that? Ninth, tenth. What is it? Something, I don't know. Something the like that. Saturday is the 10th, I believe. So starting Saturday the 10th, we're going to demo brunch. Nice. And so we'll be opening yeah. at 11 um, on Saturday and 11 on Sunday. 
And so we open from 11 to midnight on Saturday and 11 and 9 on Sunday. Okay. And yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so come try brunch. Right. Yeah. Uh, if it goes well, we'll do it again the following weekend. Nice. <laughs> if, if it doesn't, we'll maybe readjust and reset and, mm-hmm. and give it a couple more weeks to staff up and try again. Yeah. Uh, but we are looking forward to trying to do brunch. We want to be open for lunch and dinner seven days a week, brunch Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we want to be that local neighborhood restaurant, yeah. the neighborhood brew pub, the neighborhood bar. Uh, you know, we want the, the, not a super late night crowd, but you know, there's nowhere to get a drink around here at 11 o'clock. So right. yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you, if you work until nine or 10 at night and you want to get off work and have a drink somewhere for you on your way home. Yeah. There's, there's nowhere to, to stop around here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then also if you're looking for a great brunch place and don't want to have to drive into Addison or Carrollton or anything else like that and just keep it local right here in farmer's branch, we want to be that too. Right. Uh, just a little something for everyone. Like I said, the, uh, downstairs we have more of a bar feel. Uh, higher top tables, mm-hmm. music's a little louder, sports on the TVs, that kind of thing. We're, we're by no means a sports bar. Um, don't really want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for a little bit more of a bar crowd um, atmosphere, then we, we wanted to provide that downstairs. Up here in the in the what we call more the dining room area, it's a lot quieter here. Um, you know, it's you can do bigger, you know, longer format tables, larger mm-hmm. parties. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we rent the space out. Um, for private events. So, you know, birthday parties, wedding rehearsal dinners, you know, corporate (laughs) events, trainings, things like that. Right. Um, And then we're we're getting our misters installed next week. And so we've got this beautiful patio I'll show you guys Mm -hmm. in a minute. just wraps around the whole second floor of the building. And there's a nice breeze out there. It's the only two-story building in this area. So it's got a nice view. It's really really nice to watch the sunset down over here. It comes right behind the trees. Hmm. so it's dog friendly. There's actually a, a stairway, um, so you don't have to bring the dogs through the restaurant. You can bring nice. them up from the outside. Uh-huh. There cool. we go. And then we've got another patio downstairs, um, easier to access. Uh, it's dog friendly as well. So, you nice. know, and we've got yeah. the cornhole boards we put out. Let the kids throw the bean bags and things like that. <laughs> and funny. the older kids. <laughs> <laughs> cornhole tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Hopefully, people listen to this and apply, and then come on out yeah. and visit. Yeah. Come get some great food and right, some good yeah. beers. Come, yeah. in, come in, apply for a job, and stay and eat and drink. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> a little hiring event. I like there that. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank well, you so much for having yeah, us. We really you. appreciate it. Yeah. No, we appreciate the publicity. And so we've only been open for a month, and you know we've it's had crazy. our challenges, and we want to keep pushing forward. Yes. Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.